Welcome to the Learn Music Together podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so excited you're here. This podcast is for you, parent, who needs strategies, ideas, and support in guiding your child as he or she learns music at home, in private lessons, or in a group setting. This podcast will give you support you've been needing each week so together we can encourage your child to reach their full musical potential. Today is going to be all about deciding, is your child ready for piano lessons? Now, episode four, I talked about how to decide if your child should learn piano, like at all in general. Today is going to be more specific about how you should decide if they're ready for lessons. I get asked all the time about, is my child old enough? Do you think they're capable? Is it too late for them to learn? And all those things. So we're going to talk about that in more detail today. Now, there is a blog post that goes right along with this podcast episode. And you can find that at thedomesticmusician.com and click on blog, click on the piano tab, um, the learning piano tab, sorry. And then you'll be able to find the blog post called Is My Child Ready for Piano Lessons? Or simply click on the link in the show notes and you will see the blog post there as well. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Is your child ready for piano lessons? You may have asked this question to yourself or to others several times now. It's completely normal to wonder this if they're ready to begin piano lessons. If they've never taken a piano lesson before, how do you know if they're ready? The first way to know if your child is ready is their age. Now, this does play a factor into knowing if they're ready um, for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, I always recommend to parents that your child should start learning piano at the age they begin learning to read, like a book. Um, different piano teachers you talk to will be on different sides of the fence around this. There are amazing teachers that are great at teaching piano to preschool kids, and that is completely fine. My personal opinion is kids start when they're at the age where they can read, and I have a couple reasons for this. The first is when they're learning to play piano, I teach kids to learn how to read music right along with learning how to play the piano. And so when they're learning to read, learning to read the letters, the the note names, a lot of times we'll have the letters of the note names underneath the notes, but also the beginning piano books beginning piano lessons will usually have words that go along with the song too. Like for example, Mary had a little lamb. And a lot of times the kids will, you'll say, hey, let's read this song together or let's sing it together before we even touch a piano key. So knowing how to read is super important and super, in my opinion, really does matter in determining if your child is at the age where they can begin piano lessons. Now, like I said, there's several teachers who teach preschool piano and even Mozart started playing piano at an early age. Um, There are several fantastic preschool music classes out there. So if you want your child to start before they're at the age where they can read, that's okay. And that's completely fine. But like I said, I feel like from my personal opinion, I started piano at the age of six 
And I feel like that was the perfect age. I was ready. I was the one able to come to my mother and say, I'm ready to learn. Um, with my own children, I have, um, at the time of this recording, a five-year-old, an almost eight-year-old, and a 10-year-old. The five-year-old, I have not started teaching him piano yet because, like I told him, I want him to be at least one year older. So a good general rule of thumb is somewhere between the ages of five and eight. It's the perfect time frame to start. It's also based on maturity. Some five-year-olds, my son is not, in my opinion, ready. Some five-year-olds are. Some eight-year-olds maybe aren't ready to learn. Some are. It's not just, you know, going by the age. It's just a good general rule of thumb. But it's also their maturity. Are they able to focus for an extended period of time? Are they able to focus in maybe not even just read a book, but listen to you read a story? Um, this That is a good way to think about it. So they would be able to go to piano or sit at the piano for an extended period of time to practice. And when I say an extended period of time, I'm talking anywhere between, between 10 and 30 minutes a day to be able to sit and practice their piano music. So just like when reading a book, when kids read music, they're going to be reading from top to bottom and left to right. So that is a, one of the reasons I say it's a good idea as well for kids to be able to read books before they start learning to play piano because they will be, they'll already know how to go with their eyeballs from left to right and top to bottom too. So that is thing number one is determining the child's age and in, in that is also their maturity level with that as well. Number two, I just touched on this a little bit, but attention span. So if you've seen a five-year-old child, I have a five-year-old child and I have two sons who have been five-year-old children before. Um, they all have different personalities. Uh, I can testify that with my own kids. They are all completely different. And I have three boys, so I get asked all the time, um, is it boring just having boys? Do you wish you had a daughter? I'm like, no, because they're all completely night and day different. Some kids who are younger can pay attention better than others and they have longer attention spans that's nothing wrong with that that's just the way that they were created that's just their personalities it's their dna just like adults if you meet an adult they're not going to be the same as another adult that you meet because everybody's personalities are different. We can't expect all kids to be the same because they're not. They're all different. They're all going to have different attention spans. So just because you know a next your next door neighbor, for example, maybe their five-year-old has started piano and they're doing great. And then you're just, you decide to start your five-year-old in piano and it's not going as good as you thought it would go. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they're not ready. It just means they have a different personality. They may not be able to sit there for 30 minutes and practice. They might need to just have short, shorter practice sessions and get some wiggles out and then come back and finish. They just may not be ready yet. And so maybe you have tried and you're like, this isn't going well. Let's wait one more year. Sometimes that makes all the difference in the world. Um, I know I have mentioned on this podcast before, I have already, I've also been an elementary music teacher and I sometimes have told teachers I work with as well that there's something about going from kindergarten to first grade. There is just this huge jump in maturity that happens where some of the kids who could not sit still at all and could not focus very well all of a sudden become first graders and they're like a completely different kid so sometimes if you just wait a year or two if you've started lessons and it's not going as good as you wanted it to go just maybe sometimes taking a break waiting a year or two you'll notice your child is more ready you're not as frustrated trying to get them to practice and sit still and things just go so much smoother when they are ready right along with when you're ready. That's where the perfect combination happens and you'll notice to just 
things go so much smoother. So don't compare your child to other kiddos who are taking piano. And just because a child might be ready and you're like, oh, maybe your child has like three or four friends who are in piano lessons and they're doing great and it's not going that great for you. And you're, you're like, what is going wrong in my family? Why is this not going as well as I thought it could? Why are they not practicing like they should? Why am I having to force them to? Well, first of all, listen back to some of the podcast episodes I've already done about that, but also they may just not be ready yet. Maybe they're not at the right age or attention span to begin piano yet. And that's okay it's okay. They're not behind if they're not starting right now, okay? Because along with age, I have had 12-year-olds start at the same time as a 5-year-old, and the 12-year-old progressed way faster than even this 5-year-old. Yes, they were older, but the desire to learn was there. They had an attention span, and they wanted to take piano. So we just flew through lessons, and they progressed way quicker than even some of these kids who started at six or seven years old. So sometimes it's not just about age. It's not just about attention span, but it's also desire to learn, which brings me right into my next point. So as a parent, you obviously know your child better than anyone, and we talked about this in previous episodes as well. During the preschool years, your child may have been or is right now in a program like Music Garden or Kinder Music, and they just love music. And we talked about this already in episode four. You can tell if your child has a desire to learn music. It's just pretty obvious. They're passionate about it. They're constantly picking up an instrument or singing a song or wanting to listen to something on the radio. You just constantly see them tinkering around on the piano or like I said, singing the melody to their favorite song, or even the harmony for that matter. All of these are clues your child is probably ready to begin piano lessons. They're also these kids who just ask to start learning. They get excited when you tell them they get to start learning piano. They're excited every day when it's time to practice. It's not like a chore to them or something they just have to do like on top of homework, but they get excited to sit down and practice each day. The desire is there. There's a passion there. There's a drive there to learn music. And if that desire is not quite there yet, that's okay too. If you've began piano lessons and you feel like it's become a headache for your whole family and you're needing to remind your child to sit down and practice every day, that is not a sign that you need to quit piano lessons right away. It just means that Maybe the desire is not there like you thought it would be, but eventually over time, your child will start to find success and they're going to be like, oh, I do like this. Oh, I want to come back to the piano and keep practicing. But like I said, I touched touched on that a lot more in episode four. So go back and listen to that about desire to learn. Number four, the thing I want to mention is the size of your child's hands. Now, this is something that um, I've struggled with before because... (laughs) When I began getting into really, really difficult piano repertoire, Rachmaninoff is one of my absolute famous, not famous, wow, favorite, he's famous too, but one of my absolute favorite composers. When I was in college and I started learning Rachmaninoff music like in depth and started learning more of his music, this composer is one of these crazy people who had these huge hands. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but looking at the music he composed, he could write songs with these chords that were spread out by like tenths. And I can barely 
um, play like past an octave. An octave is seven notes. If you're listening to this and you're a piano parent or you're listening and you're wanting your child to learn piano and you're like, I have no idea what any of this stuff means. That's okay too. Let me slow it down for you. An octave is when like I'm playing two C's on the piano. That's an octave. It's eight notes apart. I can barely play that. I can barely reach past, I meant to say earlier, not an eighth, a ninth. I can barely reach past an octave, which is an eighth past one more note above that to stretch my hands. Rachmaninoff is one of those composers that could just do that easily. I have seen so many piano players with large hands who can just play chords um, like that have a huge stretch in them easily. I am not one of those people. I have actually small hands. And when I tell people I um, started college as a piano performance major and they're like, wait, what? You know, they've seen my tiny hands, but then they hear me play and they're like, oh, you kind of do know what you're doing. So when I say the size of the hands matters, realize that everybody has different size hands. If your child has smaller hands, it does not mean they are not going to be successful at the piano. It doesn't mean that the desire to learn is not there, age and attention span. But when it comes to beginning piano lessons, size of the hands sometimes does matter. Why? Well, because in beginning piano piano lessons, I almost said beginning piano students, in beginning piano lessons, students are going to learn a lot of songs using all five fingers on the piano. If you're taught a small hands, the span from the thumb to the pinky, a lot of times they're just playing one note next to each other. That's going to be a hard stretch for them. Sometimes kids, if they can't stretch their hands to reach, you know, from where their thumb and their pinky play, it's going to be a, it's going to be a stretch for them. It's going to be a little bit difficult. Impossible? No. But beginning piano, if they cannot reach their thumb, you know, all the way up to where their pinky would, five notes above that would play, that might be a little challenging for them to start piano. But kids grow so much. If you're a parent, you know that. You know that kids, you'll buy your kids a pair of jeans or a pair of shoes and like give it a month and they might outgrow it because they go through a growth spurt. And so sometimes all your child needs is to go through a growth spurt. Their hands are going to grow right along with their feet and their legs and whatever else. And they're going to be physically ready to be able to play these songs where it's not going to be such a stretch for them on the piano. But remember with that. If your child takes piano and they end up growing up and their hands, like I said, are smaller, like mine are, it doesn't. It does not mean that they are not going to be successful at the piano. It just means when determining if they're ready to begin piano lessons, sometimes the size of their hands does make a difference. Because you'll notice frustration if they can't reach a certain chord, especially when they're starting to play notes at the same time instead of one at a time. You'll see frustration when they can barely reach the notes to play that span of their hand span. If they can't even stretch their hand to play the notes from their thumb to their pinky, then they just may not be ready yet because of physical strength. The fifth thing I want to say about determining if your child's ready for piano lessons is their finger strength. So we just talked about the hands, but I also want to talk about the finger strength. Pressing down on a key, a weighted key on the piano. I have a podcast episode coming about the different types of pianos and keyboards, but uh, there are things called weighted keys and unweighted keys. On the piano, the keys are weighted. That means that a child pushing their finger down, they're going to have to work a little bit to get it pushed down. On a keyboard, an unweighted keyboard, usually you just touch it, touch the keys and it, the note comes out, right? Well, when you're determining if your child's ready, think about their finger strength. Are they able to push down with the 
the tip of their finger to push the keys down? Or is that difficult for them? When beginning piano, kids are asked to curve their fingers. This doesn't always come easy for kids. It's not easy for them to just curve their fingers and push down. A lot of times their fingers will want to bend or they're going to want to push the keys down by having their fingers straight. But curving their fingers is important. Why? Because as they get more and more into learning the piano, curving the fingers to learn harder and harder piano pieces is so important. Um, we're, you know, kids will get into learning scales and arpeggios, and these are different warm-ups that kids will learn as they get older and or into harder piano music or more into piano lessons. But the very beginning of piano, they're going to be asked to curve their fingers. And a lot of times kids won't be able to hold their hands or fingers the way that's needed to play the piano keys. Having some practice with writing, like when back when we talked about kids learning to read, that's an important skill that goes right along with learning piano. The same is with writing. As your kids start school, they're going to be writing more like, you know, with paper and pencils when I'm getting at. And so this helps strengthen fingers. It gets them piano ready, playing with Play-Doh, other different types of, you know, hand strengthening activities will help them get their fingers ready to learn piano. So this is a good general rule of them as well. Is your kid learning to write? Have they even held a pencil yet? Have they put it to paper? Um, do they like to color a lot? Do you think their finger strength is ready to learn piano? If so, this might be a good rule of them to know that they are ready to begin learning as well. So if you've listened to this and you're like, well, wait, that was a lot thrown at me. You told me about the age of my child, the attention span, the desire to learn, the size of their hands, and the finger strength, but how do I know still? Well, you know your child better than anyone. It doesn't mean that they need to qualify with all five things that I named today. It doesn't mean that they have to, you have to have a checkbox and you're like, oh, check, check, check. Okay, all five things are are there so they're ready to begin. Of course, if they, all five things are there that I named, then yeah, they're probably ready to go. But let's say that you've thought about the age of your child and maybe they're four, but maybe they have a good attention span. Maybe they'd have a desire to learn, but maybe their size of their hands is kind of still small, but then maybe they're not ready. But you're the parent, discuss it with a piano teacher if you want to do in-person lessons or come try out my online piano course. The link to that is in my show notes as well. And your child might be ready to go. They might be ready to learn. You just sometimes need to just get in there like I talked about in previous podcast episodes and try. And sometimes if you try and it's not the right time, it's not the right fit, then just wait it out a little bit longer. Wait it out another year or two and then you might find that that is the perfect time for your child to begin. If you have any questions about this though, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Jessica Peresta or you can always email me at Jessica at the domestic musician.com. Have an amazing day and I cannot wait to be back next week with another episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Learn Music Together podcast. Together, it is my goal that you and I can help your child learn music, whether it's in your home, in a group setting, or in private lessons. I would so appreciate you leaving a review on, for this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com, where you'll see the latest blog post and other resources to help you out and courses. I hope that you keep showing up and listening to this podcast and getting ideas to help your child learn music, and we're going to help them reach their full musical potential together.